Lightyear is hitting theaters ready to take you to infinity and beyond. Although you can't really go beyond infinity because it's adding a modifier to something that there's not a bigger thing than. Infinity is infinity. It's kind of like when they wrote the Constitution and they said a more perfect union. If something's already perfect, you can't make it more perfect. In my TED Talk today, I'm going to... This review is brought to you by Storyblocks. Find the plan that's right for you at storyblocks.com Dan and stay tuned until the end of this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Lightyear, the first Pixar film to hit theaters, actual movie theaters, in quite some time. It is a quasi-spinoff of the Toy Story franchise. We'll talk a little bit about that. The movie's directed by Angus McLean, who is the co-director of movies like Finding Dory and a Pixar veteran. The movie's also written by a Pixar veteran, Jason Headley, who was a writer on 2020's Onward. And Lightyear's a bit of a tough premise to explain. I think it's part of what's led to this online outrage, although it seems like there's an outrage online about just about everything uh, with Chris Evans voicing the character instead of Tim Allen. And the important thing to know is that this is not the Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story films. As the movie explains in some perhaps hastily added text right up at the front, this is the movie that exists inside the Toy Story universe that the little boy Andy saw that made him want a Buzz Lightyear action figure. So just imagine you're living in the Toy Story universe. You go eat at Pizza Planet. You get one of those little green aliens and then you would go to a movie theater and see this movie that we're watching in the real world was like your mission log planet clearly uninhabitable in fact outright hostile Cynthia and foliage have apprehended cadet it is something that takes a little explanation, and I wonder if Pixar knew exactly how kind of confusing it might be to the average person when they decided to take this approach. But for anybody that knows the difference and thinks it's weird that the character of Buzz Lightyear in the movie would have one voice, and the character of Buzz Lightyear, the action figure, would have another voice, well, I mean, Captain America is played by Chris Evans in our universe, and yet, if you were to buy a Captain America toy... My name is Captain America. As fictional stories inside of fictional stories go, I think it does what it's supposed to do, which is to sell you on why the character Andy from Toy Story loved this movie and wanted a bunch of merchandise, but also to make a movie that sells real kids on this movie and will make them also want a bunch of merchandise. I think that there's a lot of Buzz Lightyear stuff that's going to go flying off shelves this summer and probably into the holiday season. As we all know, Buzz Lightyear is a space ranger who finds himself stranded on an alien planet along with the crew that he's been charged to protect. Buzz's experiments with finding a new fuel source to get everybody home result in years passing by very quickly. There's a scene in the middle of this movie that uh, I'm going to call Interstellar Junior because it explains a lot of the same scientific concepts that we learned about in Interstellar, but in a much more easily digestible way. Buzz eventually finds himself working with the granddaughter of his most trusted space ranger companion. The grandmother is Alicia Hawthorne, voiced by Uzo Aduba. Whatever the galaxy may throw your way, will you please turn that off? <laughs> it's just too easy. You're mocking me, aren't you? Yeah, but in a supportive way. Her granddaughter is Izzy, voiced by Kiki Palmer, who is soon to be seen in Jordan Peele's next film, Nope, coming out later this summer. So we fly up there. We blow up the ship, and surprise, robots, you're toast. Then we put your crystal in the turtle and finish the mission. The new generation of space rangers also includes the clumsy Mo, voiced by Taika Waititi, and an ex-con named Darby, voiced by Dale Souls. Buzz also has a robot cat sidekick named Socks, who's voiced by Pixar creator Peter Sohn. Sensors indicate you've missed four birthdays. 
Would you like a frosted snack cake to celebrate? And the character of Socks actually, I think, nearly torpedoes the premise that this is a movie that exists inside of the Toy Story universe because Socks is such a cute character. I find it incredibly hard to believe that no merchandise or toys were ever made for this character and that Socks did not pop up in any of these subsequent Toy Story films. I think that Socks toys would have been just as popular as Buzz Lightyear toys. Maybe if you go back to Toy Story 3, there's a Socks toy in the background of the daycare or something. That would have been some very forward thinking on Pixar's part. But Socks is one of those standout Pixar side characters. I think a lot of people are gonna walk out of the movie talking about Socks more than anybody else because Socks gets the funny lines. I think it's the best written part in the movie, honestly. And I think that there are going to be a lot of Socks toys that are sold in the real world, even if we didn't see them in subsequent Toy Story installments. Pixar has kind of developed two speeds. There's the speed of this movie, which is very much about action and humor and laughs, etc., but not a whole lot below the surface. And then you have movies like Turning Red, the other Pixar film that we've seen this year, which is filled with allegory and metaphor about puberty and growing up. It's the kind of movie that we saw with Inside Out. There have been great movies in both of these different speeds that Pixar has made. My favorite tend to be the ones that kind of speak to this deeper meaning that have a little bit more underneath what we're seeing on screen, but that doesn't mean that the other kind aren't good. Lightyear is that the car is finding Dory speed. It's content to be cute and exciting, but not much else, and that's usually not a problem. It's just that Pixar kind of got us hooked on the good stuff early on, that when we get sort of a lighter entry, it feels like it's missing something. It's only because of the Pixar grading curve that Lightyear feels a little bit lightweight, but at the same time, if you were going to take real-world pandemic considerations and money out of it, it does feel like Turning Red is the movie that deserved to have an adoring audience of kids watching it in the theater, and Lightyear is the one that you could watch at home. Of course, that was never going to happen. Pixar and Disney are never going to put anything even close to the Toy Story franchise not in theaters because this movie is going to make a lot of money. But Lightyear, the movie, like its hero Buzz Lightyear, is built for speed, and Lightyear is the closest to a pure summer blockbuster that I think Pixar has ever made, even more than the Cars films, which were the emptiest of Pixar empty calories. I think that Lightyear is better than all of those films, but it also did lose my interest in the middle of the movie as Buzz and his wacky Space Ranger crew were struggling to form together as a team before the inevitable third act team building crisis. As with all Pixar movies of any speed, Lightyear looks fantastic. I love what they did not only with character design, but with animation, particularly Buzz's nemesis, the evil Zerg, who has an almost live action stop motion quality to his animation. It kind of helps set him apart from everybody else in the movie. The action is big, the colors are bright, the jokes flow. In other words, Lightyear is your pretty typical summer fare, well worth your time in the air conditioning, but doubtful to be remembered for too long after the credits roll. And honestly, if the profits for Lightyear make Disney and Pixar seem like they can take a risk on the next Turning Red or the next Soul, then I can think of far worse movies that are safer bets that you can use to line the corporate pockets in order to bankroll a riskier project down the line. As a matter of fact, the trailer for the new Minions movie that I saw before Lightyear proved to me that there are far worse case scenarios when it comes to studios putting out kids' entertainment. I'd recommend Lightyear to families, Pixar fans, animation fans, and a more or less general audience.
I don't think it's going to knock your space boots off, but you're going to get some laughs, you're going to get some thrills, and hopefully by the end of it, you'll get a firm grasp on how to explain this movie to your friends who don't know exactly what this movie is or why Tim Allen isn't voicing Buzz Lightyear. By the way, if you have some of those friends, probably internet friends, who are railing against Disney firing Tim Allen, they didn't fire Tim Allen. He's going to be on Disney Plus in a Disney Plus original series based on the Santa Claus movie. So Disney and Tim Allen are perfectly fine. They just chose to take a different if somewhat confusing approach to the character in this film. One quick side note, this is the third instance this summer following Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Jurassic World Dominion of a notable line in the theatrical trailer not making it into the movie. Please record your last words. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. If you are satisfied with this recording, speak or select uh. one. So it's a general recommendation for Lightyear. If you are a Pixar fan who goes in for that deeper experience, you may be somewhat disappointed. If you're just going in to find an entertaining family animated film, then I think it's a lot better than so much of the other stuff that's put out in the marketplace today. What do you think? Are you going to be blasting off with Lightyear this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And before I go, I want to thank my sponsor for this review, Storyblocks. Storyblocks has an ever-growing library of 4K and HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. And it is always growing and demand-driven. All of these assets are also royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. And the Storyblocks Unlimited All Access Plan gives you unlimited downloads for the over 1 million plus assets in their library, so you can find the perfect fit, create more, and spend less without sacrificing quality. And the stories you can tell with all of the resources that are available with Storyblocks are truly infinite. Do you want to make your own light year type Toy Story space fan film? With Storyblocks, you've got all the elements you need. Here's a shot of a spaceship leaving Earth, so you're zooming around in your experimental spaceship, going through the stars. These are both separate elements. You have a cockpit element, you have this great zooming through space element, and let's say you land on some deserted Martian-looking planet. You don't know what you're going to find there, and you find a friendly dancing alien. Why not? Why can't these aliens have some fun too? If you need it, chances are Storyblocks has it, and you can choose a plan that works for you from their selection of flexible subscriptions that scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on creating and not worrying about budget. And you can find out more right now by heading over to storyblocks.com Dan. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash Dan, D-A-N, to check out their library and find the plan that's right for you. Thanks, Storyblocks, for sponsoring this review, but most of all, thank you for watching it. I'll be back very soon with the latest in movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.